When you see me go between the legs, lay up, that was just through the pickup of just competing. When you so see you was really out there giving them buckets is what you was saying. I mean, like I go back to before, the golden rules to tell the truth. <laughs> before they get in your business, be in charge of your business. Own it cause it's your business, your business, business. crossover and this conversation with Everett Osborne has exactly that. Everett started out playing basketball but he also was in theater some but he made it to the highest level of sports. Then as the pandemic hit all kinds of things shifted and he had a quick pivot but this is the thing that I love. Everett Osborne will now be the lead role in a major motion picture releasing only in theaters on April 14th. That's what you call a real pivot. He is the epitome of the intersection, the crossover, entertainment, sports, everything we love here on Montgomery & Co. And I'm gonna have a conversation with him all about it. What was it like on set? What was everything like? We're gonna talk about it, let's go! We're here with Everett Osborne, the lead, okay? I like to say that when we talk to folks, the lead playing Sweetwater Clifton. Now, I'm a hooper, so you guys should know that this is like, do you know you're part of basketball history royalty making this film? I'm just, do you know what film you just made? Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, to, to play the lead role of a player that, honestly, I didn't know anything about, and I think some fans and even athletes don't know who the first African-American was to sign an NBA contract and break the barrier and change the way the game was played forever. So it's a huge honor, to be honest with you. Yeah, Definitely. And you talked about it. The first black player to land an NBA contract. We know Earl Lloyd was the first player to actually play in the NBA. Now, I got to watch Sweetwater a little bit early before it hits theaters, which is like one of my favorite things to do because I like to think of myself as like a movie and TV critic in my mind. Do you watch sports? Did you play sports before this? Like, were you affiliated with sports at all before you took this role? Absolutely. I mean, actually, I played professional basketball in Australia. Come on, Everett! That's what I knew. I'm like... Ain't that much teaching in the world. You know, you can tell the real hoopers in the films when you see them, right? Like, I felt like that you had that. So basically, when I played at UConn, I played all over the world and I played in different sports. And I saw that sports connects people. Like, you know, like I played overseas and they still love the game. They're still in the game. So as you like played this part, like, did you ever stop to think about like how sports intersects everything, culture, race, all of that? Like sports is the one thing that everybody can relate to. Absolutely. Of course. I mean, I had to, right? Especially being an athlete and playing in LA, the US, played Division One, traveled across the globe, right? And then going to Australia, New Zealand. So seeing it from that perspective, right? But then from the storyteller perspective, understanding the facts of the history, seeing how multiple cultures played a role into this historical event that happened. And then just thinking like, wow, people are gonna be affected by this. Like we love sports because fans from everywhere can go sit in an arena, right? And they get emotion, they get inspired by what they're watching. And I read something that one athlete can inspire a nation. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So the fact that we all get to kind of come together as human beings and even experience this on the other end in the theater, right? It kind of brings that both sides together. Just everybody coming in one spot, just being moved by sport. That's why I love the game so much. That's why I love sports so much. 
It's just, it's just a beautiful thing. I love that one athlete can inspire a nation. And that literally makes me think about the idea of three-pointers was brought up in, in this film of the three-point shot in the game of basketball was a development that wasn't always there. It obviously came as a part of the game. And we've seen the shots that Steph Curry, look where Steph Curry has taken the three-pointer. Like, you a hooper, so I'm going to talk to you now. Like, now I know you a hooper. I'm going to talk to you like hooper to hooper. Look at what Steph Curry has done to the game in a sense of he has became an expert at shooting three-pointers and it it made me think of a scene in the movie where basically the Harlem Globetrotters were shooting trick shots but they were basically deep shots that ended up being three-pointers. Yeah, I mean, exactly, (laughs) right? I mean, I'm drawn to a part in the film, not to give any spoilers or anything, but we kind of allude to just because you haven't seen it before doesn't mean it's illegal. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a helm of, of humanity, right? Like, us human beings, the beautiful thing that we have is we can create Right. We can imagine we can, you know, break the barrier and do things that we didn't do yesterday. Right. There's a new day every day for a reason. So that is what breaking the barriers is. That is what changing the mode, changing the game, taking it to another level is showing that creativity and just pushing yourself to another level. And that's what Sweetwater did. Right. I mean, he brought a new style to the game, but he didn't just play with his own swagger. Just seeing someone else be free inspires the next person. So he inspired other players that weren't just black players right so now like you talked about people across the globe being affected now we got guys in europe playing with style and flair and you just see how one person like i said before can really change and inspire a nation and just to start back from the beginning it's just an honor that i get to just kind of handshake this guy in and we get to just show reverence to a true trailblazer that's blessed this game in this country. That is like, I couldn't have said it better. And, you know, it makes me think of Simone Biles, where she created new techniques when it came to gymnastics. They didn't even know how to judge her because it was so new. But to your point, just because you haven't seen it before doesn't make it illegal or less than. I love that you're a hooper because it just changed my whole, like, this is so, it changed my whole mindset on how to talk to you because I played in Australia too. I played for the Canberra Capitals, by the way. So I've played overseas, like I talked about, and I played at home as well. You went from hooping at a high level, and I know that now you're acting at a high level. You've acted in sisters, you've acted in other things as well. And so I'm just curious, like, when you got this role, what was your mindset? Because athletes are almost used to winning, but when it comes to entertainment and acting, it's like it's a numbers game. Like it ain't it ain't the same as sports. I know you know what I'm saying. It's not the same. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's not, Renee. Like to be honest with you, I mean, I've been acting since the age of four. I started in a the theater. So I started For acting real? and playing, ball, yeah, with my family in the church and plays, and then I studied psychology. I mean, so I've always been on stage and doing things of that nature, right? But I just love the game of basketball. But when I was in Australia, COVID hit and I was forced to come home. So I had to give up something I loved and, you know, I didn't have an agent or anything. I was an underdog. So I was just trying to find my way back over there and couldn't do it. And I had to really surrender my own goals, my own dreams and really tap into, you know, what's God's will right now? Like what is around me? Um, What can I, you know, do with the time I have, even though I hit rejection, right? What can I what can I still grab from this moment? And then in there, I found, again, the true passion I've had from day one of performing, of plays, of acting, of connecting to humanity. So that was a tough turning point for me. I was just really at home and had to stick into that. So when I did get this role, I kind of I wasn't an athlete that received. I mean, you always an athlete, right? We yeah. always be a hooper. But my, my spirit and my heart was kind of softened uh, because I almost became something different. I had to change the whole identity of what I was so used to my whole life and welcome a whole new world. And 
it came at the right time. And lo and behold, basketball came back. Crazy. Like that could have been the perfect role for someone like you. You know, you're at that crossroads. You're already, like you said, you started performing and playing at the same time. So your character is all of you in one, like the exceptional hooper. You had the height. You had all of those things. And I'm curious because Will Smith talked about acting in emancipation and he had to get in the mind frame of a different time. Like, you know, that society is like emancipation was at a different time than what our society is today. Sweetwater is definitely not the slavery era like emancipation, but it's definitely a different time frame of where players were refused service at hotels, restaurants. We all know the stories, gas stations. So how do you prepare for a role like that to get your mind in a frame that we don't live in today? And then did you find yourself like looking at folks differently after, you know, acting in roles? Like, I'm just saying, because once I watch movies, I'll be... <laughs> <laughs> like what is that like <laughs> um i mean just as the actor right the, the golden rollers anybody right as an artist to tell the truth so to, for me to do that it starts with stillness i have to get still i have to find a quiet space to where i can absorb a new world and not bring over everett's tendencies not bring over everett's knowledge of basketball or my experiences that is my job right so that was the most beautiful part for me and then once i got to that space I mean, you got to think, this is post the Harlem Renaissance, this is post the Great Depression, right? So Sweetwater came in during an important time of his life. And also, this man went to, he fought in, in war, right? World War II. He fought in war. He served our country. So this is a man that fought for human rights across the board and justice and freedom. So to step into that world, of course, you're going to see things differently. And when you fight in war and you're fighting for someone that is white, right? You don't care about color anymore. This is your brother. You're fighting for something bigger than yourself. So I think Sweetwater carried that over into the basketball court. So when they came back, I mean, it's like he didn't feel inferior. And basketball was that equalizer, right? We both can compete and show our worth. I mean, post the Great Depression, all Americans and people were just trying to figure out what value do I bring to this country? What value do I bring as a human being? And I think as you watched it, right, everybody found the value of just playing and showing that they can be great in something. And that's the beautiful part about this. It wasn't about money during that time. It was just about human value and fighting for the justice for everybody. Definitely. It wasn't about money because they said that Sweetwater's first contract contract netted him $2,500. So, you know, like that's, it definitely wasn't about money at that time. But they also had an interview um, from a player, West Virginia State alumni. So I'm from West Virginia. So I was like, what? Earl Lloyd. We know all about Earl Lloyd. He was the player that ended up, you know, like, and these are not spoiler alerts, people. I want you to know that these are just things that we knew as I, I'm from West Virginia. So we know Earl Lloyd was the first player to play in an NBA game. But when I tell you how shocked I was when I saw Milwaukee Bucks' very own Bobby Portis acting as Earl Lloyd. I'm like, what? So they got hoopers. I didn't even know you was a hooper hooper at that time. So they got real hoopers for the roles. What was it like on set? I mean, to be honest, we had real hoopers for the roles. I had no stuntman. I mean, every dunk, every dribble, every shot made, there was no edits. It was all real me. Anything you see Bobby do a sim, I mean, we. it was really authentic. This is a true story. Right, and Martin Gigi, the director and the writer, did an amazing job of just wanting to capture just the true essence of what was going on during that time. So when I'm dunking in these Chuck Taylors, right, I'm wearing Chuck. All <laughs> right. I mean, it, you have to understand how real this really is, and it feels real, and it just brings a real environment. I mean, it got to the point we were really playing pickup. 
I mean, we had plays set up already, but when you see me go between the legs, layup, that was just through the pickup of just competing. When you so see you was really out there giving them buckets is what you was <laughs> You was really out there dishing out some buckets. I mean, like I go back to before, the golden rules to tell the truth. <laughs> It is right. I mean, I mean, I saw, I saw an amazing spread that you guys did with Gina Prince Bythewood, and she was talking about how for Woman King, she had them really trained because she wanted to build that essence, and that's essentially what, what what was happening just organically, just off the great director. I mean, so that was beautiful from a basketball player to see that that was really there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then from the acting side, I mean, we were surrounded with great people as well that wasn't just in basketball. Like we got an all star cast, people that won Oscars, right? We got Richard. Dreyfus, you know, people, other Oscar nominated, Kevin Pollack, Carrie Elwes, Jeremy Piven, you know what I'm saying? So we have a lot of great people that were even on the other side of the basketball, right? the political side, the coaches, the GMs to just push the story forward and really bring the truth to its apex. So it was a lot of magic to happen. Honestly, it was. It was fun. It was. I mean, like I told y'all, I watched it. I enjoyed it. I love stuff like that. I did an Aura Washington podcast because almost the same as you, where I didn't know enough information about Aura Washington and I'm in the women's basketball space. So I found that to be wild. So I definitely wanted to like tell the story about Aura Washington and what she's done. But you said something about magic they called the harlem globetrotters you know they said basketball magicians on the court like we experienced real magic i mean there's moments where i hit half court shots in one take that i ain't practiced there's moments i so hit wait, hook shots them I trick shots y'all was really having to make the trip sh the trick shots that's real wow and it wasn't no okay let's pick up off of just a shot made no this is the real shot this is the full in shot the fadeaway out of bounds these are real shots is being made right so that's crazy there was a and then you have the environment the, the energy that just felt like a lot of magic you felt a certain spirit that this is a, a moment in time right it's like when you're playing in a game you know this is a serious moment, but you're so present and locked in that you're detached from it. Mm -hmm. But you're still in that moment and you're allowing the present moment to bring new things. So I love how you said you can be present and still detached from the moment. That's lit because I, I know exactly what you mean by that. So what's next for you, Everett? I mean, do you have an agent yet? Like, I mean, you just out here thugging it out, getting lead roles in a motion picture. Like, what? Like what's going on, Everett? I'm doing what I love. Like, I'm, I'm acting. You know, I'm an actor. And, and just the blessing that I have to usher in this amazing story, right? This is the first time you guys are going to ever see me lead a role, lead a film. Um, it's just an honor for me. And just sitting in this moment, staying present, you know, kind of what we just talked about, because that's where the blessings come, right? You got to, in order to be grateful, how can you be grateful if you're not in that moment and seeing what to be grateful for? So really just being happy and proud of what we've all created in this moment and then understanding that, you know, there's always byproducts of that. So I'm looking forward to the future. I'm looking forward to telling more beautiful stories. There's a lot of stories in me that I'm looking to tell and absorb and step into. But as of right now, it's a lot to celebrate. Basketball, like you mentioned, is it a great time? We got the playoffs coming up. Who's your team? Who you got for the NBA? Because the NBA playoffs, I mean, we saw with March Madness that number one seeds were dropping. Anything can happen. It's always going to be exciting with the Cinderellas. But then you got the NBA playoffs, too, that we don't know what's going on. You see teams trying to surge and all yeah. these. Like, what, so what's your team? What you got for the NBA? What's going on? What, who's who Sweetwater got to win the – who does Sweetwater have to win the NBA playoff championships? That's a tough one, right? I mean, I grew up in Los Angeles, California. So 
I mean, I, I saw Kobe and Shaq go for the three-peat. I saw it all up close. So I, I love purple and gold, but, I mean, my love right now extends beyond just a certain team because rest in peace, Kobe isn't here. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. honestly, it's hard for me to just attach myself to a team. But I love what you're talking about as far as seeing these underdogs and these people that wasn't planned on being in this position winning. You don't know what's going to happen. And that's the beautiful thing about basketball, right? That's what makes this fun not knowing what's going to happen and, and being able to compete. And that's what it talks about in the story, too. Like the Harlem Globetrotters transition to the NBA, like the biggest thing was to fight and play equally. Yeah. So the games weren't, you know, staged. So we can have an opportunity to show, hey, I could beat these top players. So, I mean, that just shows you the nature of this game, how anything can happen. So to answer your question, I don't know, but I'm going to be there front and center, though. Okay, okay. And then I'm just curious because we talk about a lot of different things here and we talk about, like, money and business and so what was it like when you started getting them first lead roll checks now come on listen (laughs) listen because it sounds good all the time but when i'm going overseas i want to know you know where the money reside where the money resides so what's that leading man check looking like how do you feel it what'd you get i feel great you know i'm a real i'm a humble guy i'm from la i'm home i got my grandma here my granddad my sister my mom So there's nothing that I really need to do outside of myself to spend anything going. You know, everything is really just reinvesting back into the craft, um, making sure I'm staying tuned up, making sure I'm staying sharp on everything I need to do as the artist, as the human being. A uh, piece of mind. I did take a little trip to New York. I uh, went to Harlem. Okay. I went to certain jazz spots just to kind of connect with the city a little bit. So I kept it real simple, but we're in a great place. I love that. Okay, so you went to Harlem, which I, I have to mention, that's one of my favorite shows. It's on Amazon Prime. If you guys haven't seen that show, I just love it um, because I like seeing Black-led shows that do well, and that's what that show is, and that's what this this movie is. The movie comes out April 14th. Any last thing you want to say about the the movie, the experience? I've already seen it, but we're probably still going to go see it again as a family because that's just what we do. Anything. I mean, just to piggyback on what you said, and now you did a, a perfect explanation, but this is a, a great event for family, for friends, for whoever. I mean, it hits so many different diasporas. And the fact we get to experience this in the theater with the popcorn, with other human beings. I mean, this is a cultural film. This isn't just American history. This is world history. It's not just black history, right? It's all people history. Because like we said before, one person can affect everyone around them. So I think that's just the biggest thing, just to have fun, step out, experiencing it in this beautiful time uh, that we, we get to just sit in the theater and just really enjoy history, be entertained by history, be informed and be inspired. I love that. Well, listen, April 14th, Please, please, please go see Sweetwater starring Everett Osborne, former Hooper, but we're always a Hooper at heart. I thank you for joining me here on Montgomery & Co. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate you. You know, it's funny because we talk about March Madness a lot during this time, obviously, but there's something to the madness that happens during the college year in sports because the Harlem Globetrotters had a whole plan of they wanted to play against college all-stars or college teams to get around that environment, that fan base, to build their business model. So think about that. The Harlem Globetrotters, you're trying to think of what all ways can we build this business? And one of their first thoughts was, let's go to the college space. That's pretty much the inception of March Madness already as it is. Like you could just feel that there's something electric happening around the universities, around the sports there that even the Harlem Globetrotters in 1950 wanted to be a part of it. And speaking of the Harlem Globetrotters, Sweetwater, the New York Knicks, 
which was the Knickerbockers at that time, New York Knick legend Willis Reed. And let me give you guys a little history notes just in case you didn't know, but Willis Reed in 1970 won every single MVP that was available. All-Star MVP, regular season MVP, and finals MVP. The most important MVP, he won that one as well. And then he did the same thing in 73, not winning all of them, but again, winning the finals MVP. Obviously, the Knicks won in 70 and 73, so I would be remiss right now not to say rest in peace to a legend of the game, Willis Reed. And as you guys know, every week we're covering sports, we're covering business, we're covering entertainment, all of the above here at MoCo, where it's a generational thing. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 